By now, I'm sure that you've uh, heard the news that Anthony Bourdain, celebrity chef, author, uh, television personality, uh, has passed. He committed suicide uh, earlier on Friday while he was in France filming. Uh, obviously a huge loss. Yeah. Uh, what an inspiration. Uh, hey, this is Seaton. I've got Brendan Pike with me, uh, sort of off the Seaton path collaborator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just felt like it was necessary to do an episode of the show or wanted to do an episode of the show today because, one, I, I know I have tremendous respect for Anthony Bourdain uh, on a lot of different levels, but, I mean, let's be honest, uh, Off the Seat and Path is... The, the name is almost... Like, <laughs> it could be called Off the Anthony Bourdain Path yeah. if we're really being truthful about it, uh, and he, he's been a huge inspiration for a lot of people, but I know certainly myself. Oh, absolutely. It's... It's one of those ones where, you know, celebrity deaths, they always, like, hit you. But every now and then you get one of those gut punchers. Mm. And I think this was one that I hadn't had happen to me since Philip Seymour Hoffman, where it just just blindsides you. And it's, you know, selfishly for me, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? I want to get to a point where I can work with that guy. Mm. And then selfishly, like, you feel like, oh, God, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... And then you just start to reflect on like why they were so important to you and and what mattered. But I mean, even specifically with Off the Seat and Path, it. I remember you and I when we were trying to figure out how we were going to structure the show. We both just watched a ton of Parts Unknown and just sort of broke <laughs> yeah. down like the structure of how he made that show and how incredible it is. I remember specifically going through an episode of Parts Unknown where he was, uh, I want to say, in Cape Cod. In Provincetown, mm-hmm. and I took like notes, like he did this here, he did this there, he did that there, and I'm trying to, you know, I wanted to figure out how to do a show like that, uh, and like, there's nobody cooler and and better at storytelling and breaking down a story to me uh, on television right now than Anthony Bourdain. Certainly, and and that's parts unknown is clearly such uh, his his baby. You know, he he really really hit his stride. No reservations was awesome, but. But Parts Unknown, like you could tell, he had full creative control over that. Each episode is really its own film. And, mm. and he talks about that. Like each episode is inspired by directors or filmmakers from whatever country he's going to visit. And it's just, it was such an impressive way to attack mainstream television cooking. Like, and it's not even cooking, it's just culture. It's culture through cooking. Right, right. Well, that's, that's he takes it right to a street level that I really appreciated and the way that he was able to link all of these different elements to, uh, you know, to the story and, and have them all weave together. He just had an episode in, in Uruguay where he's like down there with a, a buddy that he knows from New York city. Who's got a couple of restaurants there, takes him back to his hometown in Uruguay. And then, uh, there's like, they link in this punk band and then the local art scene and they, they somehow tie everything together. And it's amazing. It's unbelievable how he can we- could weave a story together. Yeah, it, it, it's truly, truly impressive. And, you know, 
to to ha- to be that successful at like that late of an age too, mm-hmm. where he was just like he was just a bad boy chef for till he was forty, I think. Right. right. Well, yeah, he talks about how he you know hit his stride in his forties and and eventually found success uh, at forty, which is interesting because I'm I'm turning forty in July, um, right. and there you know there it I think that people we all relate to people in different ways, but Anthony Bourdain seems to be someone that um, people. Uh, related to in a million different ways, whether you worked in the restaurant industry or uh, you were uh, in the television industry and respected the way that he has sort of changed that game up. And I know for myself, um, for me, it was more about who he was as a person and sort of this uncompromising, I am who I am, good or bad. Uh, You're born with what you got. And, and, you know, you sort of live every day to its fullest because there might not be one tomorrow. Right. Uh, and, and I love that about him. He, you know, he was one of those, he was a, a punk rocker who made it and still waved the flag of punk rock, even in his 40s, which you get a lot of uh, like, hey, grow up kind of things or like, Aren't, didn't you do that when you were 15? It's like a guy in his 40s who still like skateboarding. Yeah. You know, you're like, there's like, okay, uh, so after you were seven years old, then what did you do? Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of, maturity and i think it's almost like even more mature to take the path that he took where it's just like no no i'm not just going to do what i'm supposed to do as i get older i'm going to figure out a way to do it my way and be truer to myself and like i think aging that way like gives you so much more respect than just following like the like boom i need to do this and then i need to do this and then i need to do this and then i'm a success you know and so i I think like the way he went about it was just to me like i i I told you this a couple minutes ago but like I, I attribute him among a few other things like he saving my life when I was 22 years old. I was super lost, super confused and, you know, kind of at rock bottom in a lot of ways. And a friend of mine, Ramsey, introduced me to part uh, to no reservations. Mm. And I just watched it and it just gave such a simple solution to what I saw as a really complex problem. And that was just to go travel. And like that there, there's in, in sort of opening yourself up to like what the world has to offer. And like he, he really is like the most accessible philosopher out there. And so to me, he is a philosopher. He's he's somebody who's seen things and lived his life in a way that's truly inspiring as a 28 year old that I, I want to chase. And like it, it's rare to have heroes like that. Well, yeah, I mean, he, Anthony Bourdain had a uh, a way with words for sure, and he had a lot of quotes there that could just sort of punch you right in the face with humanity. And it's, uh, you know, like he had one where he was like, you know, cooking, you know, cooking is a skill and anyone can can learn a skill, uh, but character is something you either have or you don't. Like, yeah. wham! Oh. oh my gosh, dude, that is just savage. Yeah, I. Um... I guess I can, the, the one quote that like really stuck with me that uh, I'm going to pull up in a second. Let <laughs> <laughs> me just help. Sorry, I'm not in a desk that I normally sit at. It's, uh, so the quote I had is, uh, travel changes you. As you move through this life in this world, you change things slightly. You leave marks behind. However, small and in return, life and travel leaves marks on you. Most of the time, those marks on your body or on your heart are beautiful. Often, though, they hurt. Mm. And like that just to me, it sums up life as a trip in general, just like the things you learn. Like, I love that concept of like the mistakes you make, make you. And it's just 
I don't know. It's just something I, I, I want to like see every single day. I want to put it above my desk, above my computer monitor, and just look at it and remind myself that like you've got to like do things to learn things and to grow. And I don't know. We lost lost a good one. Yes, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, we did. We did. But you know, life. You know, you talk about being lost as a twenty-two year old. Whatever. And I, I I experienced all those same things, and um, you know, people are lost. I think people are hurting. You know, and and the fact is. Life doesn't come easy to everyone, you know, and it doesn't matter what you have in your life and it doesn't matter what you have going for you, what you don't have, that for some people, life just, it just does not come easy. And I understand how that can be difficult for people to understand when they're not in that position. And it's like, hey, what do you mean? Like, uh, what you have so much to live for. You have a child and a successful career and all of these things, and you just really can't explain uh, the you know, just the pain and loneliness that comes with uh, depression and, and many other forms of mental illness. Um, yeah. And and it's dangerous. You know, it's really scary. It, it's a really scary thing. I have a lot of friends who have uh, committed suicide, M- multiple, many mm. friends. And it's a really difficult thing to, to go through. Um, and you just don't know what people are going through on a day. You may know, and like you can talk to them, you can hug them, you can love them, you can listen to them. Um, and you just, at the end of the day, you don't know what happens with people when they're sitting alone by themselves. Right. And I, I feel like it's such a common trend that the people that help the most and make people laugh the most and inspire the most tend to need the most help themselves. And so when they're seen as these strong people who carry, you know, carry like inspiration on their shoulders, like, like, oh, he's fine. He's got it all together. Nobody needs to, to talk to him, you know, like, no, he doesn't need help, but everybody does. Everybody needs somebody to talk to, no matter who you are, no matter how successful you are, no matter how much you have it all figured out. Like everybody said, like what Bourdain does is like the perfect job. It's like everybody's yeah. ideal job. And so, you know, nobody would assume that he's sad, like, or, or he's hurting that bad. And, uh, it, it just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's really unfortunate, but hopefully it, it brings further to light since we've seen so many of these moments hopefully it brings further to light that like people do need help and people do need to talk to and they need to feel comfortable talking about it and talking about their problems and talking about the things they do need help with yeah he right it's like the coolest guy in the coolest job well what else do you need in life you know and there's just there's something there that's not fulfilled mm-hmm. there's something there that's that's uh i don't know if empty is the right word um, like he, he had just given an interview to, to people magazine and that, uh, the quotes are that he's felt some responsibility to at least try to live ever since becoming a father. You know, I'm like, I really feel like that puts you, I mean, it says a lot about his mindset. He said, I also do feel I have things to, to live for. There have been many times, honestly, in my life that I figured I've had a good run. Why not just do the stupid thing, the selfish thing, jump off a cliff into a water of indeterminate depth, wow. you know? And it's, it's. It's it. I I honestly think the deeper a person is, like in terms of intellect or, or anything else, it the 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 darker it goes. I mean, like you look at like Robin Williams or like any of the great comedians. The reason they were so funny and so successful is like the depth and the the intellectualism. I think takes them to a really really dark place that's hard to come back from. And I think like they do a good job of hiding it because they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, let me just mention this. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 
1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. It's a good number to get out there and make sure people have access to, uh, and hopefully it can help. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's what it comes down to is just reaching out and knowing that people care. Always. You know, the thing that, uh, yeah, it's so funny that you said that because I almost, I got a text from my brother this morning that said, please know that no matter what, I'm always on your side, no matter what. Mm. You're like, oh man, that's, uh, that's really something. It's good. You got to surround yourself with, uh, with that and just, just find people who, who who you feel comfortable talking to. For me, it's it's my wife, right? And, and having having her is like when things scare me or like I do. I think I do a really good job of hiding my stress or hiding when I'm upset or hiding when I'm scared or nervous or anything. And she's kind of the uh, her and my 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 family as well are just the people I, I can confide in. And I think you know finding those people is is everything. Well, you know, I think it's interesting too with the timing of all this because it was just a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, was a fashion designer, handbag designer. Um, I'm not sure exactly how big her empire sort of stretched there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she had some demons, clearly, uh, you know, another suicide victim. And she, uh, the thing that really jumped out to me, well, one, I had listened to a podcast with an interview of her uh, just within the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like how I built that. Uh, and it was, she was a fascinating person just full of life you know she had such a great personality uh and she had built this amazing empire and and talked about you know all of those successes and failures and and building that um and what really stood out stuck out to me about the news of her passing was that her husband had said that she had struggled for the last five years with depression and anxiety and like that i don't know i haven't done the research okay and i could be completely ignorant here i don't know what her family history is i don't know if she's always struggled with depression and anxiety but something about someone going downhill that fast in just five years uh it it really like scared the hell out of me you know it really it just scared the living hell out of me because you're like you just i have a lot of people in my life now too i'd mentioned that have committed suicide but people that i'm worried about that i'm like man i hope that there's somebody with them and in their corner and they know that and it's dragging them out of these pits that they're in, you know? And, uh, it's, it's really terrifying to, to know that you're like in Anthony Bourdain's case, it seemed like that was more of a lifetime thing. He had a long history of drug abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seemed like those demons had been around for a very long time. And like, why now did he lose that battle? Right. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the, you know, if you're in an okay place, call somebody that like you just want to check up on too. I think that that's definitely something to take away from this as well. Like you said, just call them. Yeah. And just, it's amazing what a phone call can do to help anybody. And so, like, if there's anybody you just like, even if you don't, you're not worried about them. Just call, call somebody and and check on them and see how they're doing. And I, I think you know, in this sort of vain world of social media that we exist in right now. I think like we don't ask enough questions. All we do is really make statements or, or really like so self-focused. I think, I think if we talk to each other more and ask each other more questions, we'll get more answers. You know, Bourdain spent his whole life at, or his whole career asking other people questions about themselves. It's like, how often did he get, you know, that treatment that he gave other people? And, you know, I, I think, I think that's big a big thing to take away from that. Like you said, it's just, you know, yeah. 
reaching out to those people that you're worried about. It is crazy that you talk, you know you mentioned social media and like the first thing I did was check his Twitter and Instagram. Same. Yeah. And like, oh, he hasn't. Well, he didn't post well, anything. He just in four posted days. about a new episode he did. And yeah. How excited he was about it. How could this be his reaction? Right. You know how how could this be his next move after just talking about how excited he was of the cover of this song that was in his Hong Kong episode that was directed by his uh, girlfriend Asia and like right. you know direct, the cinematographer is this world renowned cinematographer whose name I can't remember off the top of my head but like still it was like this a monumental thing for him and then for this to be that next step is just I don't know yeah I don't know how to. It, it, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what was going on with with uh, either. I mean, nobody knows what's going on with anybody, right? But there's just something the loneliness, you know, feeling all alone is is incredibly powerful, yeah. and it's something that you have to monitor personally, yeah. for sure. You know, and I mean, you can try to help your friends the best you can, but you really have to figure out figure yourself out in your head and know if this is a real problem, right? You know, you if you're if you're really feeling that sort of alienation or that loneliness, you should find somebody to talk to for sure. And whether it's a friend or you need it to be anonymous, again, that National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, that's uh, 1-800-273-8255. You know, just, you got to talk this stuff out. Just just reach out to somebody, anybody, Mm -hmm. and and have a conversation and, and try to work through some of this stuff. But you're not nearly as alone as you think you are. And there are people around you that love you, whether you realize it or not, and they want to hear from you, and they want you to let them in. It's amazing. There's people who don't know you who love you just because you're there as a person in existence. And like, I think that's, from what I've heard, like that's what you find on the other end of that phone number is, is somebody that will listen and just, just listen to you. I think that... You know, if you have nobody to call, call this, call the number. I guess you could say it one more time. 1-800-273-8255. Um, don't, don't hesitate. It's yeah. there. Yeah. Man, people are just, people are hurting, dude. People are suffering for sure. And it's, I, man, all of my heroes. Yeah. Every single one of them. None of them are like a well-adjusted human being or like not, not damaged in some way. And I feel like that's, um, I don't, that's. I think maybe what draws you to them is that edge, you know? Um, there's a quote from uh, The Road, a Cormac McCarthy book, one of my absolute favorite books, uh, where after, you know, this father and this son are on this, like, apocalyptic journey together, and it's, it's really, it's not a big action thing. It's just about them surviving in this, you know, post-apocalyptic world. And, and after witnessing this human atrocity, he, he, the father says to himself, he's just like, and the frailty of man was revealed to me at last. And it, I, I think like that, that sort of, you know, thinking you're invincible or, or emotionally invincible, like, you know, it, it's just, we're just so much more fragile than we realize. And I think the human mind is so much more fragile than we, than we are willing to accept. And so I think, you know, call somebody. Yeah, you know, you wonder if, uh, I mean, Anthony Bourdain must have known that he was loved and admired. Because you always think about, like, uh, you know, there's another saying about how you can never see your own funeral sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And just, I mean, the sort of 
in memoriam that's happening on social media right now with Anthony Bourdain is just, it's really overwhelming the amount of posts that are out there and anecdotes and stories and the way he connected with people. And I don't know, he must've had some idea, but I don't know if he had that clue. And frankly, I don't know that it would have mattered No, if he had, uh, if he, if he knew every ounce of it, I I don't know that it would have, it still would have fallen short. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I'm usually not, I'm usually like fine with moving on after hearing it, but there's some part of me is just curious as to like what, if there is something more that they can find out about what or why, just in terms of, you know, trying to understand it better and the decisions better. I, I, I hope, you know, we, we, we learn something more from this. Well, he, you know, I really, I think I'll just sort of uh, wrap up my point, my thoughts on this is that he was uh, a guy who, when you're watching his show, he really took to the idea of embracing uh, world cultures and connecting people mm-hmm. rather than dividing them. And that's, there's not, a, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people in the world doing that right now. And there's just so much division and he could take you from your couch into anywhere in the world and relate to anybody across the globe. And we need more people like that, not less. And so I, you know, that's his, his passing is just incredibly sad and a, and a huge, huge loss. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I mean, you, you just said it, I think just let's, let's take his message uh, of, you know, sort of connecting more with your, your, fellow human and, and, and broadening your, your, your perspective, um, and move forwards in a positive way. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, uh, thanks for having the chat. I hope it wasn't, uh, awkward or anything for you. No, no, Uh, no, no. It was good. Yeah. It's good to talk about this stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, uh, thank you for listening and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.